Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football yeah. Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice, Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Hello, Greg Gregory Tepper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is you. Yeah. However you sign it, that is you. I could I could just call you like I need to just like start shortening your name to like Ash. People, there are... are there are people f- who call you Ash? Mm-hmm. It's people that are s- typically super close to me, yeah. Well, so I won't call you Ash. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. even like you, mm-hmm. so that's and, off limits. <clears throat> and over in the Dave Campbell's Text Football, Text Football Day, Greg Powers Memorial Power Zone, we are joined by the eponymous Greg Powers. Hello. What's up, y'all? How are you? Now let me look that up in the dictionary. Eponymous? <laughs> it means it's named after you. Awesome. A lot of dictionary talk in this office today. A lot of dictionary talk. Well, we, we have a dictionary one, of the, one, of the, one of the interns was, uh, was reading one of our, um, was reading one of the district pages, mm-hmm. one of the district preview pages, just proofing it. And um, I went in there and I, I had to ask him a question and, and he kind of looked at me like, man, this is like reading this is, is a lot. And I'm like, yeah, why do you <laughs> let think, me tell you? <laughs> why do you think we are the way we are? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Today, <laughs> today is Wednesday, May 19th, 2021, 190 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1,169, nice, 1,169, this is the Chris Young episode, Chris Young is now the general manager of the Rangers, but he pitched for them in 2004 and 2005, and then was traded right. to the San Diego Padres, along with Adrian Gonzalez, uh, in a deal that did not work out for the Rangers, um, traded with Adrian Gonzalez, uh, um, and Termel Sledge for Billy Killian, Adam Eaton, and Akinori Ogunsko. Do baseball trades ever work out for no. either team? Like, why are baseball trades like? I can never remember a trade. I was like, oh, well, that was a great trade for the Reds. Oh, but it never is. I mean, I can tell you a great trade for the Rangers. When they traded Mark Teixeira to the Yankees, they got Elvis Andrews, they got Matt Harrison, they got Jared Salsalamakia. Um, 
They got it was a really good haul. But it's a one-off thing, right? Like yeah. you can't think of like, oh well, in general, my team does a great job in no, trades. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think there's any. I don't I don't know. There's probably a couple franchises. Unfortunately, one that you and I have a mutual disdain for that is, that does always seem like they're on well, the right side. It doesn't yeah. matter. Their best player could get hurt the day before opening day and whoever they call up will be better than him. Him, yeah. I was going to say real fast on on the Rangers note, I was at the Rangers game last night. Oh yeah. And it was really weird seeing Rugi in a yeah. Yankees. Like yeah. they they literally I mean when he's walking up to bat, roof net door. And it was like mm, this is not it's very odd. This is weird. Oh, yeah. Uh on today's show guys, this week in recruiting, Greg Powers and next level athlete and then we will hear from one of the very best offensive linemen in the state of Texas, Frisco offensive lineman, interior lineman, uh Cole Hudson. Uh will join us. Uh, talk about those raccoons and talk about uh, what he's got cooking. So excited to hear from Cole Hudson of Frisco coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Padaway, Daniel Agnew, Derek English, who was watching live for the first time in quite a while. So welcome back. And uh, Tanner Solis, welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, mis amigos. Okie dokie. I guess we've got a few things to get to, so we'll start with this. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athletes. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1 and see his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Right? Yeah. TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> and of the course, I was, I was more thinking about this because this, is, this segment is, of course, brought to you by our good chicken friends. At Chicken Express. Oh, Chicken slaps. Express. It slaps. You heard the lady. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it is fresh, and you can taste the difference. That, see, that's good. That's good stuff. I thought it slaps really just <laughs> no, no, put no. it into perspective for people. Mm, I don't know. That's kinda. a ringing endorsement if you ask me. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. but, uh, but yeah. Well, we can put the two together. It's fresh, and you can taste the difference. It Comma, slaps. Air colon, it slaps. <laughs> Uh, this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, next level athlete. A lot to get to this week, uh, Greg. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise uh, is a guy I believe we've talked about on this on this segment before, but it is Belleville 2022 running back Richard Reese, uh, who picked up an offer this week from Baylor, and then was like, "Yeah, it works." Uh, and committed to Baylor. Uh, three days later, he had some offers from uh, from Texas State and Houston Baptist. This was his first Power 5 offer. Um, I was a little surprised to read that, that that was his first Power 5 offer because I think Richard Reese is a real star. Uh, and I, th- I think Baylor getting in there early and being the first Power 5 offer, I think they're going to be glad they did that because they're getting a pretty good running back there from Belleville. I really like his tape. I mean, he's really shifty in space and has a unique running style. I mean, sometimes you can look at a running back, you're saying, oh, well, he's a traditional running back. You know, like he looks like a lot of other top running backs. But by and large, some of the guys who work out the best once they arrive on the college scene are these guys who are different. Um, he's he's spe- he's speedy. I mean, speed is the name of his game. He's mm-hmm. a 22, 1-2, um, I think, 200-meter guy. Um, so he has good top-end speed, long-distance speed. And he has a frame at 5'10", 175, 180, uh, that I think will fit well in the Big 12 in the Baylor offense. So I think this is a really big pickup uh, for Baylor on multiple levels. And credit to their coaching staff for what they're doing in recruiting this year. They have a number of commitments in this class 
of guys who are kind of off the the normal recruiting radar. And when I say normal recruiting radar, I'm saying like maybe some of the bigger sites don't know about these guys. But like when I look at the next level athlete scouting system and how we've rated some of these commitments, they're guys who were rated to go to P5 level, but nobody else has realized it yet. Yeah. But Baylor has. So a little bit of credit to their staff and what they're doing there. Getting in on that ground floor there. And, and you know, we talk all the time about being that first, that first, how important being that being first is. You know, obviously, right. yeah, he had offers from Texas State and from Houston Baptist, but getting that first Power 5 offer, that's going to be, that's a difference maker. That's what, that's what stands out. And I don't think necessarily surprised. You know, he is, you know, Belleville, he's a central, you know, central-ish Texas guy. Um, you know, he wants to be, he, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense there for, for Baylor, a guy relatively in his back, in their backyard to, to go and, right. and grab and grab him like that. By the way, Belleville maybe my favorite nickname. I love the Brahmas. The, the Brahmas. Yeah, they are. You uh, say it better than me. But I do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say, it but you can go official. either way technically, correct? Yeah. Right. When yeah. I'm sitting in – Well, I, I always say that Brahmas because nobody gets mad at you if you say Brahmas and it's actually Brahmas. Yeah. But if you say Brahmas and it's actually Brahmas, they'll yell at you. So that's exactly – Anyway, uh, big big get for them uh, from down in Austin County as they get uh, rich, uh, rather Richard Reese, the running back from Belleville. Let's move on to our Commit of the Week. Our Commit of the Week, and, and again, we're going Cy Ranch again. Back-to-back weeks. Cy Ranch on a heater. We're talking about their 2022 defensive tackle, tackle uh, Chibi. Chibi. Hold on. Hold on. I can get it. <laughs> Chibi. Stick Nua with Chibi. Ju- Nua Juwaku. Got it. Nua Juwaku. That's right. Chibi. Because you sent me the pronunciation. <laughs> Chibi Nua Juwaku, the defensive tackle, is committed to Rice. He had offers from a variety of different places, including a couple of Ivy Leagues, uh, Columbia and Dartmouth, as well as uh, a pair of service academies. So uh, what you're saying is this kid's Army. a genius. Kid's pretty smart, <laughs> uh, and he's a pretty darn good football player as well. Uh, pretty athletic up there up front as he is, uh, as Chibi is heading to uh, uh, the Rice Owls. I really like this pickup, too. And, and you look at his offer list, really the first two guys that we've kind of talked about, the offer list doesn't really necessarily match the talent. And I think that's a product of what we're going through in this year where, you know, the 85 scholarship number hasn't changed, and it's going to have, a, I think, a real effect on – who signs what players in this class? Um, this is a steal for Rice because mm-hmm. this is a guy with a huge ceiling. Um, 6'3", 245 now. He understands how to use his hands. He plays with a consistently low pad level, and he's strong for his height and weight combo, and he's going to get bigger. So, I mean, if you just throw the freshman 20 on him, 6'3", 265. If he adds a bonus 10, you're talking about a very athletic guy at 275. 280 pounds that can slide inside and cause a lot of disruption. And um, you had Alex Brown, the recruiting coordinator Mm -hmm. for Rice on a couple weeks ago uh, for Big Guest Thursday, and he kind of talked about extending committable offers. Well, they found a guy here who they would take any day of the week. Yeah, most certainly. This is a really, really nice get there. And and again – you know, uh, in their backyard, they're in mm-hmm. Houston, and, and having that that having that advantage uh, there of, of of knowing the brand, you know, knowing the brand there in Rice, and, and understanding what what you're getting there. Uh, but getting a guy like Chibi Nuajuwaku is is a really impressive get there for Rice up front uh, in a place. And by the way, you know, I will say this: a place that sometimes they they struggle to get guys. Right, they struggle to get quality up front. Um, it feels like they can usually find quarterbacks. Usually they can usually find receivers, you know, running backs, uh, offensive linemen. Uh, but, for, but on the, on the defensive front, 
I think it's fair to say that they have they have sometimes struggled to to consistently get guys. But here's one that you mentioned: committable offers. They get a guy in their backyard in in, in Chibi Nuojuaku to be their uh, to be their, their their man in the middle. Rice is never going to be that school that you look up the top fifty national rankings yeah. and Rice is going to be in it. They're yeah. not going to be that school. But credit to what they've done, really not last only last year but the year before and, and going into this year they're getting guys when you just this is what you want to see if you're a rice fan mm-hmm. can this guy play yes the answer is yes and, and that's kind of how i do my own personal ratings if i'm talking to a college coach if they ask me i say this guy can play or if he can't play i'll just say i don't know if he can play or not you know and, and the answer to the, a lot of the guys that they have those dudes can play and they're getting guys who can impact the roster most certainly uh, we're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Let's get to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week, I don't know, have we ever talked about a Lake Travis quarterback as far as recruiting uh, is concerned? There's probably been a couple. No. I, just, I can't I don't think, think so. I can't think of 30 Lake Travis quarterbacks. <laughs> the math does uh, not the add math up. doesn't add up. <laughs> uh, the, the next one up is Bo Edmondson. Uh, he is going to take over the reins of this offense full time. You remember he did. Uh, he stepped in last year because Nate Yarnell um, hurt his hand. I don't remember something. He had some sort of yeah. some sort of injury. Dumb. Yeah, something, something like that. But uh, but Bo Edmondson stepped in and I thought played pretty darn well uh, as a sophomore. He will now be the guy heading into 2021. Uh, he is going to be a junior quarterback there at Lake Travis. And if history, if past is any pretense. Uh, probably got a good one there in it, for the Cavaliers. I'd agree. He's 6'2", 6'3", in that 195, 200-pound range right now. And, you know, he, he looked pretty good um, last year. Kind of got his name on the radar early. This week he picked up a new offer from Kentucky in the SEC, but his list is getting pretty impressive. I think he's nearing 10 offers. He also has SMU, UTSA, in-state, and then some Power 5 offers from schools like Michigan State, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Purdue, and Utah. Uh, pretty pretty good list yeah. coming together. And, of course, um, there have been quarterbacks from this school that have gone on to do big things, right? So we know that he – uh, is going to be a good fit in whatever college offense that he picks. But I'm really excited th- this year to see what he can do as the full-time starter. As the g- He's the guy mm-hmm. now. And he stepped in for who was the guy last year and didn't miss a beat, kind of given a, a preview of what his future could be. But now that it's his team, what is it going to be like? And, and they qualified for the state 7-on-7 seven seven tournament in the first tournament their first state qualifier last year, so I bet you he was slinging it. Well, and it's it's obviously he's got he's – got, the tools and obviously he's got the frame to do it but like the the one thing i think people i think people maybe don't necessarily understand like when you've got a place like like travis where they consistently put out great quarterbacks like this um how do they do it i mean there's just a development that goes on there mm-hmm. that is awfully impressive and it's it kind of it's one of those things that it kind of feeds on itself that like you you develop a great quarterback like Garrett Gilbert and that helps you develop a, a great quarterback like Baker Mayfield that helps you develop a great quarterback like Nate Yarnell right I'm, I'm missing 50 quarterbacks in between those but basically it builds on itself and 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 they have got it down to a science there at Lake Travis and Bo Edmondson's just kind of next up in, in line the there. question is is who's after Bo you yeah. know what I mean? That's right. really the question. You know it's right. going to be someone that's going to be playing D1, but who's it going to be? Yeah. 
It's it's remarkable. And they start him so young too. Yes. Like the process doesn't just start in high school. Yeah, or he doesn't show high. up as a he, mean, he doesn't show up as a as a junior and suddenly he's their quarterback. Right. No, they 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 mold them. Yes. So young. Most certainly. So, uh, he is our uh, underclassman of the week. And finally, let's round it all out with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is Galena Park North Shore cornerback Denver Harris, who is a newly minted. Five-star prospect, according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the third five-star prospect in the class of 2022, joining Quinn Ewers, the quarterback of South Lake Carroll, and Kelvin Banks Jr., the uh, offensive tackle from Humble Summer Creek. Um, look, what is there to say? He's a five-star guy here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which means we are saying that he is one of the five best prospects in the state of Texas in the class of 2022. I feel good about this one. Yes. I feel good about this one. What you always... <laughs> What you always worry about when you make someone a five-star is, will you have to take his fifth star away? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or will there be somebody that jumps up to take his place? You know, because within our ranking system on in recruiting, the top five guys are five stars. You know, so if someone ever asks me the question, what do I got to do to be a five-star, the answer is pretty simple. Get into the top five. Yeah. And then you'll be a five-star. And we have three so far. The question now is – who will join these guys? You know, um, this is a pretty strong group, and there's a pretty good group. The next nine to ten prospects after them who are all vying for those final two five-star spots. But I feel like Denver Harris is a guy that we won't have to worry about. He's a bona fide five-star, and I think he's like more of a consensus type of five-star too now. Well, and one thing, one thing I'll say about this, about Denver Harris and, and watching him, and, and everything in the world has been written about him. I think one of the things that always stands out to me when I watch his tape is, I don't know, I think people maybe think of cornerbacks and they think of them basically like being, obviously playing in the secondary with safeties, but being different from playing safeties. Like it's safety's jobs to be physical and it's cornerbacks jobs to be quick and agile. I think this guy, this is one of the most physical cornerbacks I've seen in a long time. And he... He is a guy who wants to hit. He doesn't want to knock the ball away. I mean, he does. But what he wants to do is he wants to lay the lumber as well. That's one thing that always impresses me about watching his film. This is a physical cornerback who you put him in, 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 you know, in, in jam coverage. You do whatever you need to. He can do it out there because he's not afraid of contact. I agree with you. He's the 21-6A defensive player of the year as a corner. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that probably – I. I I'd be interested to see if that's ever happened. Yeah. Has there ever been a corner that's been uh, the MVP of that district? I don't I don't know. It's not an easy thing to do because that honor usually goes to a linebacker or a safety or an off chance that it could go to a defensive end who gets after the quarterback, but rarely do you ever see a corner being the top guy in the district. Let me let me put you on the spot here cuz cuz basically he's got this is not going to surprise anybody, but he's got offers from everywhere. Um base he's most Seriously considering Texas A&M, Alabama, LSU. You, you, you got he's a, he's a five star. You're already making declarations about him. Is, there, is do you have a do you have a feeling on on where he's leaning or is it still too early? A lot of people feel like Texas is in a really good spot in this recruitment, and this is one of the type of guys that I feel like Sark needs to land to start to change, especially the culture on the defensive side of the football in Austin. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like a marquee recruit for this class for Texas. Mm. That being said, Alabama gets the last official visit. And something struck me, um, and just 
reading about you know his official visits and where he was going to go, Alabama asked to get the last official visit, and he was like, okay. So there's a reason why they wanted it. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why they wanted that last official visit. Alabama does a great job not only signing top defensive backs across the country, they have traditionally done well in the state of Texas. Um, so I, I would give a slight edge to Texas right now, but not rule out somebody like Alabama who's going to get that last that last chance of having him on campus. That could be a huge yeah. thing. I mean, that's the visit that he'll be able to compare all of the other visits to. So that does give the Crimson Tide some advantage in that recruitment. It's really funny, too, when we were sitting there watching his film that – you expect a pretty big celebration after an interception and he just kind of walks it off because that's the norm. Like you mm-hmm. can see that happening throughout all of those highlights as it was like, Oh yeah. Another interception just kind of walks off the field. Like, yep, I did my thing again. <laughs> another guy who does his thing again every week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Greg Powers, the next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G power scout. Follow next level athlete on Twitter at next level D one. See his fine work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting and stick around powers. Cause I need you to introduce the next segment. I'm ready for it. We're Texas football today. We're here every week to at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at GCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football first mailed to you before it hits newsstands. If you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, make a great gift as well for the football fan in your life. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Powers, who'd you talk to this week? We talked to Frisco four-star offensive lineman Cole Hudson, a man who I have great respect for because he has his own food rating system. Ooh. I mean, come on. Not only has all the top offers from across the country, considering schools like Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M, he's going to be taking official visits there. But while he's there, he's going to be rating the food on campus. Powers? Say less. Uh, here's our conversation with Frisco guard Cole Hudson here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers, TexasFootball.com. And like we do every week, we're here with one of the top uh, players in the Lone Star State. This, this week, it's Cole Hudson, Frisco, Texas, man. Play at what I guess was the one of the top Frisco teams. There's a lot of teams in Frisco, man. So you guys had a great season last year. Congratulations. I know watching your tape wherever uh, you were going, that football was going. So just kind of walk us through what that season was like. It was a great season. <clears throat> I know with COVID and the pandemic going on, uh, it's kind of really tough to create more of a team bonding uh, situations and kind of stuff like that for all of us to kind of join together. But throughout the season, we did a really good job of trying to stay as a team and staying as one goal and uh, proceed with our culture that we normally try to instill whenever we're really early in the program. Um, and throughout the season, we did really, really well uh, on achieving that goal. Uh, every play, we want to strive and we want to win the play, basically. Win every rep uh, and going in that mindset and uh, kind of having that mentality is really big for us and uh, up front, especially uh, because we're just such a smash mouth football team and uh, we love to get after some kids. You mentioned it, man. You guys are a smash mouth football team. What's it like being a top guy on the up front? for a team that you know is going to be lining up and running behind you? Well, I mean, I like it. It gives me a sense of uh, aggression and kind of be able to use my aggression in the right way and be able to kind of dominate over other guys. So it's kind of my favorite part of the job and being able to kind of put guys in their place and uh, 
uh, have a few pancakes on the side. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, former offensive lineman Jack Anderson, I actually nicknamed Mr. Pancake back when he was in high school. So I, I'm going to have to – this year it's now it's my goal. I'm going to have to think of a good nickname for you. So I'm going go to I'm go to work on that one. So that one was pretty good. So if I'm going to top Jack, it's going to have to be better than that. So let me and think was, about it for a while. It was cool to kind of see him go through the draft. That, that was really cool for me to kind of <clears throat> see that a guy from Frisco being able to go – that far I mean just props to him and he's been working so hard for it and I, I'm it was really cool to kind of see that and being able to have the coaches to tell me about him and all this stuff I'll uh, I'll pause here too if you want me to Cole let you I, I get that throat thing sometimes too mm -hmm. and I'll let you I'll let you clear it out real good if you want because it'll I, I'm talking from experience it'll just keep coming so I'll be able to cut <laughs> just, it and I'll be able to cut it and hook you up Okay, thank you. I'm just, I, I always, like, right as I start talking, it just gets really bad, and I'm like, I got to clear it. Sorry, man. You, you're doing better than me. I got <laughs> – I actually stopped drinking soda, so I gave it up for uh, last year, and I'm doing the same this year. So I'm trying to drink more water and Pedialyte and Gatorade and all that stuff. Congratulations, man. I, I always swear to do it. Never can. So Exactly. exactly. I always go back. I always go back. All right, we'll fire, we'll fire it back up. Um, I know Frisco is a team – you have some stuff coming back. You have players coming back, but you're going to have to replace a lot. What's it been like so far um, in workouts this winter and, and coming into spring ball? What's the mentality of the team? How's the team looking heading into what's going to be – what your biggest year is your senior year? Yeah, so I'm really excited for our senior year. I feel like we'll have the same dominant mentality throughout the first year, the, my sophomore year and my junior year, so we're going to take that through and uh, kind of have that mentality going forward. But I'm really excited for some of the new guys that are gonna have to step up in the program because I feel like a lot of our guys uh, have been doing their due diligence and being able to kind of sit behind other people and know the offense and know the defense and kind of get reps, mental reps from those older guys. And so they got some of the mental reps that the other older guys didn't get before. So I feel like we're gonna be really something special uh, some of the guys that I know that are going to ball out this year are definitely Brandon Mizano is going to do really well this year. Uh, I feel like our both of our lines, offense and defense, are going to do really well this year. We have a lot coming back from offensive line standpoint, so that's going to be our very strong point. Uh, and we're going to try to instill our will on both sides of the ball, uh, being able to dominate the line of scrimmage, making it a lot easier, making our backs look a lot better as well. So we make them look good and they make us look good. So I feel like that'd be definitely one of our ups, uh, like kind of pluses. And one of our minuses is that we don't have a lot of depth, but I feel like at 22 positions, I feel like we have all 22 figured out. Uh, and I think we're gonna do really well uh, figuring out throughout the season uh, what we really want and what we're really gonna get after for. I, I, I think it's pretty cool, man, to hear you talk about your team. I, you thought about coaching? <laughs> I mean, you know football, man. Have you thought about coaching? I mean, it's always an idea. Uh, I mean, uh, I was a captain as a junior, so I, I kind of took that upon myself. And uh, as seeing as a leader role, as my peers kind of saw that, uh, they voted on it, and then our coaches voted on it as well. Uh, I was really, really honored to get that position, especially as a junior. I think uh, I was the first junior to ever become a captain at Frisco. So oh, wow. I was. I, I think. I'm, I think so, but. Uh, it was really cool for me, especially uh, as a younger guy, uh, kind of 
helping some of the older guys and helping some of the younger guys. And now being able to kind of have my group, we do little things and we have uh, like accountability partners and accountability groups. And so a few of the older guys get to take in like 15 guys. Uh, we have a little sheet and uh, we get together and we kind of just talk, uh, make sure everything's going okay and just kind of keep each other accountable. Uh, and that's really big for us because that's how we kind of build our relationships and kind of internet our uh, tighter groups and kind of get everyone together, especially for the younger guys looking up to me and some of our other guys that do really well. The job is leading and kind of leading by example and leading by voice. So we have a lot of good guys this year that are trying to make everyone understand that, hey, we need to focus every day. We need to get after it every day. No day can be wasted. The season really started uh, this off season. So we, people got to know that and uh, we got to get after it. You're a DCTF four-star offensive lineman. I see you listed at offensive guard uh, on some of the websites, but I know you've played everywhere, man. Is there like one position on the offensive line you feel at home the most at, or do you like the basically the Ranger type of feeling where you can go and, and do a little bit of everything out there on the field? I mean, I love playing guard, but I really love the versatility that I have that I, I kind of bring to the table, especially uh, on the film. I love putting in like uh, tackle highlights. I love putting in tight end highlights and all this stuff for mostly blocking. And uh, one day they're going to let me go run a route uh, and then, <laughs> then I'll be scary for the defense. But uh, I love being able to be used at any position and really kind of help the team any way possible. So I feel like last year we did a really good job of that anywhere that I needed to go that I needed to be. And I take really, I take a lot of pride in knowing our offense really well uh, and knowing where everyone goes and knowing where the play goes and understanding the calls, uh, which is really good for me because I mean, I feel like I could play anywhere at that point, especially quarterback. You mentioned running a route. What is it about your history of playing football that makes, you feel confident if they call your number to go out and run that route that you're going to be able to pull it off? Well, a young age, I mean, I, we had a little green dot, but before that was my prime time. Uh, that, that's the game you didn't want to miss in Little League where I was catching balls and running kids over. So uh, a few kids on the team that I know of, uh, I played against whenever I was younger, and they definitely did not like the idea of me running the football and me catching the football. So uh, they know I hurt a lot of people. Uh, especially running over some kids uh, in my in my youth days, uh, but definitely I most of the coaches know I do have the best hands on the team. And uh, oh wow! And last year, whenever we had Chase Lowry and uh, me and Chase would always be going catching balls, and our coaches would be laughing seeing us uh, throw the ball before the game and catching the balls. It was it was really fun, uh, and I'd always challenge them to catch and all this stuff. So it was, it was pretty fun to kind of get his perspective and. Uh, uh, beat him a few times. <laughs> I look at your offer list, man, and I see some really heavy hitters on there. Um, but before we like dive into some of that stuff, I got to ask you about something that I found really interesting that you told me about the Cole Hudson food rating system. <laughs> how does it, how does it work? And what ca are there ca categories? I mean, how do you make this or is well, it just like a scale of one to five, five stars? How do you do it? It's, it's one out of 10. Uh, and normally me and my friend, we go and eat places, uh, and we'll get something on the menu that we really kind of haven't had before. And we do a thing that Barstool actually does that their president does is we take one bite and one bite only at the first bite and we rate it off the first bite. So 
you can't have the whole sandwich. You got to have the first bite and then see how it uh, kind of tastes and see if you like it, if you don't like it and all this stuff. So uh, one of my favorite places is actually Dumpling House. Dumpling House is a little Chinese restaurant that is just beyond, beyond amazing. Uh, the closest thing I can relate to it is if you've ever seen Kung Fu Panda uh, and Poe eating all the little dumplings and all this stuff, shoving his face with it, that is the place to go to. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere, I will drop everything just to go to that place. So uh, that place is 10 out of 10, uh, no matter what, no matter what I eat too. So I always get a new thing every time and it, it, I love it so much. I'm definitely putting the dumpling house on my have to check it out list. It's not one that I was personally aware of before this, but it's going to be a must go to this week. I'm going to go check it out. Um, and that's coming from a guy who I, I don't know if you've seen my Twitter bio. I recently updated it, Cole. I'm a state barbecue champion judge. <laughs> no lie, man. Check out my Twitter bio. I was the judge in the state championships. It was a great experience. So I'm, I'm like a bona fide like barbecue judge now. So I feel like wow. I have some street cred. I got some street cred behind me now whenever <laughs> I go out and judge these food places. Wow, you're a connoisseur now. I, I, yeah. I you gotta give me some tips sometime. <laughs> the, yeah, I got one here in Frisco, man. I know you've had it before. I love to go to Hutchins. They barbecue oh, around here. That's like my go-to spot. That is to die for. Uh, jumping into recruiting real quick, man. We won't we won't have to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I I see you got some top schools on your list. I'm looking <laughs> that you have three official visits set up, and it's some pretty impressive schools. It's kind of like the the Holy Trinity in some regards in this area, Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M. There are a lot of other schools on your list, but you have those three official visits set. So just kind of watching maybe some of the trips that you're planning on taking, what was it about those three schools that kind of set them apart and made you want to set your feet on their campuses? Uh, definitely that kind of every program brings in something different that I really like and kind of really hit home for me because uh, our culture, our high school, and some of the values that I value uh, definitely I saw in those three schools and a few other schools that I'm still talking to um, and still trying to build my relationships and kind of build upon what we've uh, been doing for since my sophomore year. So uh, I've been really blessed for everything I've had, but uh, those right now are kind of my top three-ish and uh, I'm still working uh, for others. And uh, I, I mean, I, I love building my late relationships because you never know where anyone goes. So uh, everyone could go somewhere else, but I really like the coaches uh, at all those schools and, and definitely more too. Good luck making if a decision when you're talking about Steve Sarkeesian, <laughs> Jimbo Fisher, and Lincoln Riley, man. I mean, that's some, some great people to possibly be a mentor for you one day. So good luck with that. I know, I know. And they're, they all, they're all great. I love talking to them. Uh, they're all really personable. Uh, they, they talk to me on a daily basis every week, every other week. And, uh, uh, we have built really, really good relationships throughout the process. Official visits, man, they didn't even seem like they were going to happen. At, I mean, they, de they didn't even happen last year, and it seemed like for a while, you know, the recruiting dead period was never going to end, you know. But recently the NCAA came out with the ruling that you guys would be able to, to go back on your official visits and start to see some of these schools. How excited are you now to actually just go out and live the recruiting process that you probably read in or watch some of your other teammates go through. Now you get to actually go out and do it. It's, I'm just beyond excited because I really have not talked to any of these coaches in person. So that's, that's one of the biggest things for me. 
that just being able to connect kind of on a personal level with a coach face to face because we all know that you can call your grandma and act sincere for 15, 20 minutes. But I mean, face to face, you never know how someone's going to act. And so I'm really excited to kind of see how those kind of coaches react and how they kind of treat me in person. Uh, I know none of them are going to be bad, but I, I just want to kind of see how I relate and just kind of see if we connect from there, especially not being able to connect for just so long face to face. You can only do so much through Zoom uh, and FaceTime and stuff like that. But really, whenever you get face to face with someone, their kind of true person comes out. That's what I feel like. Uh, and then from there, uh, the school itself. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to just go and be able to see the football facilities because I, I haven't. Uh, taking any official visits whatsoever and uh, the whole pandemic thing uh, didn't let me go and so I, I'm beyond excited to go and just kind of see and get a feel if it's going to be home for me uh, and be able to kind of tour tour the whole facility but be mostly for me is about the connections with the coaches. Well I know you have some great choices in front of you man you're probably going to have a really good time on those official visits they always roll the red carpet out for top O-line recruits, those guys are going to be protecting their quarterback. You know, you guys are really important to the program. Uh, Cole, thanks for the time. I'm tasked with a big task to try to think of a great nickname for you before the start of the 2021 season. Don't let me forget about it. And good luck with uh, everything that you have coming your way. We can't wait to watch you play in college. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. There he is, Cole Hudson, the offensive lineman from the Frisco Raccoons, joining us here on Texas Football Today, joining Greg Powers on Texas Football Today. A man whose food opinions I respect. It's going to be hard to top that interview. It's tough. To be honest. It's I mean, tough. Cole did a, a great one. job. So here's a note to all the recruits out there. Got to beat That's Cole's the great interview. That's the bar. There you go. There's the bar, guys. It's been set. We appreciate Cole Hudson for being our guest. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Wrap this baby up. My final thought is, I got to ask Powers, do you agree with his food ranking system? Ooh. I'm a guy who likes to go for the second and third bite. Okay. Mm. Okay, so that's that's the difference for me. I like to finish it and then kind of I, – I do the thing where I'll evaluate it off of one bite. And you have to. As a, as a barbecue state champion judge, you only get one Plus. bite. So you have to be able – you have to be able to, to understand the food. And you have to be able right. – yeah. But, but here's the funny thing, though, because this is interesting. In your professional life, if I were to show you one play of Cole Hudson – Right, you would you would say, well, he's obviously pretty good. That was a great play, but I need but to like see more. I need to see more. You know what I mean? So what you're saying it, that is that that does transfer into the way you like to judge food in the sense that you are more of a holistic guy. I will say this about Cole's ranking system. Yes. Okay, I'll say this: if you take that first bite and you can't quit, like yeah. you have to go back for more and more and more. Maybe that is a true indicator. So maybe he's yeah. onto something maybe. here. I just feel like you can't get a full taste of thing. Well, and so many dishes too. It's like you can't. I guess like with judging chicken, it's it's just chicken. It's chicken. But like if you have any sort of a sandwich or stuff, mm -hmm. you're gonna get you different toppings as mm -hmm. you make your way through the mm -hmm. sandwich. You're not gonna get like, everything in that first bite. Like in you, a couple of weeks when you do the pizza challenge, like it's gonna be that first bite's gonna be gonna be pivotal. Pizza challenge. When she eats two pizzas in six hours? Oh, wow. See, what kind of pizza? When we started off, it was eight, though. Six is, that's astronomical. Sounds like we're really starting to flounder here.
Oh my god. In the show. <laughs> I, I That's it. That was my final two, thought. In the two show. Two pizzas in six hours coming to you later. This six is couple asking weeks. Is this going to be filmed? Oh yeah. Nice. She's going to be eating during the show. She has to. She's got six hours. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Oh, I guess we can tease this. Um, sure. Right here when nobody's listening to the podcast. I've already turned it off because I've done my spiel. Tomorrow, big guest Thursday, Luke Wilson. Yes. There you go. The actor. Yeah. Thanks, Powers, for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, thanks again to Frisco Offensive Lineman Cole Hudson for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. See you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. 